0: probing the mind of a teenager on the subject of money. That's today's episode of Millstone River Live. Welcome to another episode of Millstone River Live, a podcast brought to you by Millstone River Wealth Management. Today's episode is a little different for us here at Millstone River Wealth Management because I get to interview my daughter, Hannah. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I'm 17, and I'm about to go into my senior year of high school, and I am preparing to go to college and major in education so I can be a teacher.
0: Awesome. Couldn't be more proud. But we're going to talk today about money. Sometimes people think that if your dad is a financial advisor that you should automatically know all there is to know about money. Probably not so, right? Nope. So... I'd like to ask you about maybe a few things on your mind that you might want to know a little bit more about. And maybe even that you have a sense your friends who are about the same age may want to know a little bit more about. Sound good? Yep. Great. So Hannah, what's, uh, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What's the first topic you want to talk about?
1: I think that kids should know about taxes before getting paid so they understand their paychecks and why they're not making as much money as they expected.
0: That's a good topic. So it starts, let's say, with your Uncle Sam. Do you know your Uncle Sam?
1: I didn't even know I had an Uncle Sam.
0: Okay. We all have an Uncle Sam. And that's what we call the federal government. And that's the first place your money goes when it comes to taxes and deductions from your paycheck. So federal income tax, but if you looked at that paycheck that you asked about, there's other things too. Social Security, Medicare, sometimes we call those payroll taxes. Um, Some states have a state income tax. Some cities or municipalities have a local income tax. And then, of course, there are deductions for things like benefits or maybe uniforms, Um, all of these things come out of your paycheck. So when you go to work and you earn a dollar, but that full dollar doesn't make its way to the bottom of your paycheck and into your bank account, that's where that money goes. And so when you think about where it goes and what it gets spent on, it's everything around us that the government at all levels is responsible for. So the roads we drive on, the bridges we cross, the uh, airports, Many times, big sports arenas, um, taking care of people who are financially uh, destitute or people who can't afford health care, for example, um, providing infrastructure, and the list goes on and on. Police, firefighters, emergency workers, our military, all of these things are paid for with tax dollars and even tax dollars from 17-year-olds. How does that make you feel? Great. (laughs) How about another topic? Let's move off of taxes.
1: All right. I think that kids should also know the importance of saving some money and not just spending it all.
0: So have you ever heard the expression, pay yourself first?
1: But I thought we were saving, not paying.
0: Good one. I think pay yourself first means that... When you consider where all your money will go, make yourself the first stop, meaning set aside a few dollars from every paycheck or every time you earn any money from anything that you do, including gifts. If someone is generous enough to give you money as a gift, I think it's a good idea to set aside a certain percentage. Percentage is easy way to think of it. Right? So if I said 25%, then you know every time you make a dollar, you put away
1: 25%.
0: Right. And how much is 25% of $1? 25 cents. Easy. So getting into a good habit will help you now, but also for the rest of your life. So let me ask you you said it's important to learn about saving. What might you use? that money that you save to do?
1: I think when I go to college, it's important to have money that I'm saving now. So when I go out with friends or need to buy food or clothes or textbooks, I'm prepared to do that.
0: That's great. That's thinking ahead. I'm glad to know you're thinking ahead. So we would tell people who work with our firm for financial planning, it's about setting priorities. So you mentioned things like going out with friends or buying clothes or um, or books or things that you need for school. Um, and that's great to have some money set aside. It'd be not so much fun if your friend said, hey, let's go out and get a bite to eat. And you couldn't do it because you didn't have the money to go, right? Right. So that's a priority. And as you become an adult and you get into all of the adult things, those expenses only get bigger. They never seem to get smaller. But creating this habit now while you're young will be a lesson that will help you for the rest of your life because so many people go through life not having enough money to meet the requirements that they have, let alone to do the things that are over and above or extra. So that's a good one.
1: All right. Another one I think is kids should learn to budget before going shopping with all of their money.
0: That's a great one. And actually, I know from working with clients that that's a big pitfall for people. They don't know how to budget their money. So what would you say are some of the important things about a budget, and having a budget?
1: When you have a budget, you should have a goal of how much each thing you want to buy costs so that when you have to buy it, you're prepared and you have that money set aside.
0: That's good. So it kind of ties into your question about saving right? How much do you save? Maybe you answer that question by thinking about how much you need to spend. Um, If you know what things cost, you can do a better job also tracking, right? Money coming in, money going out. And it sounds like common sense, but lots of people fall short on this. And obviously, since you asked, it's something that's on your mind, making sure you have more money coming in than you do going out, right? Right. Um. So there are different ways to do it. You can use a paper and pen. There's no harm in doing it the old-fashioned way. Um, I don't think you do anything on paper and pen. I see you do everything in your phone. Yeah. So don't be afraid to use your phone. Um, And there's also plenty of apps you can download, many of which are free. That will allow you to track it. point is whatever tool you think is going to be most helpful is important so that you can better save your money, know what things are going to cost, Be able to set aside the money for those things and then track how you're doing so that if you're spending too much and you don't know about it, there's no way to correct or fix that problem. You agree? Yes. Yeah. Last thing I would say about budgeting is uh, be realistic. You know, if you're making, for an example, $100 a week and you want to spend $100 a week, is that realistic?
1: No. No.
0: We already talked about some money's going to go out the door for taxes. Those are things you can't control. So you actually don't even have that full $100 to spend on things, let alone to save some money for your future or for fun and entertaining type things, right? Right. Sound good? Yep. Okay. You have another one for me?
1: Yes. I think kids should learn about credit and how to maintain good credit when they start earning money.
0: Well, as your dad, I give you lots of credit all the time, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not what you meant. Um. So credit is important. That's a good that's another good one that you brought up because everybody is subject to whether they have good or bad credit and how the impact of good or bad credit will translate into other things. So the way that credit is monitored is on something called a credit report, and you can think of that as like a report card in school. It kind of tells you how you're doing. It grades you on how well you meet your financial obligations. In other words, are you making your payments on time, in full, the way you're supposed to? And we call that meeting your obligation. And so the credit report gives that kind of information to companies that want it before they make a decision about you. And they give you a credit score. And you can think of the credit score as like your GPA in school. It's your grade. It's how well you're doing. Higher the score, better borrower you are. And companies who will lend you money or insure you know that people who handle their money better, make their payments on time and in full the way that they're supposed to, that meet their obligations in the past, are more likely to do so in the future. So credit matters. Why? Because when you want to borrow money, the company who's going to lend it to you is going to want to know, are you a good borrower? And the best way to determine that is to look at your credit report and more specifically, your credit score. So if you're going to take out a loan for college, for example, or to buy a car, or eventually maybe to buy a home, or any other purpose for borrowing money, or insuring an asset, the higher the credit score that you have, the lower your cost is going to be. And so it actually translates into this. Good behavior equals more money in your pocket and less in someone else's. Does that make sense? It does. How about just to wrap up our episode, you give me one more financial topic that you think kids your age want to know about?
1: Sure. Kids should learn the importance of giving money to help others.
0: That's a great one. That's an important one in our family, right? Yes. So there are all kinds of ways to help those who are less fortunate or to help the environment, maybe wildlife or other social causes. I think... Setting money aside to give to different charitable causes is important. It teaches us things like caring for others or empathy. It teaches us knowledge about our world beyond just our own home. Um, helps us make a positive difference. And it teaches us how to work with others as a volunteer because you can give time and talent in addition to giving money. And I think the biggest lesson is to learn to appreciate everything that you have. So over the years, in our family, we've made decisions together, you and me, about charities we want to support with financial contributions. Um, What's an example of one that sticks out in your mind?
1: I like when we give to Save Drafts now.
0: Mm, Me too. What do they do with the money that we give?
1: They help giraffes who need a better place to live, or if they're not healthy, they help them get better.
0: Yeah, and wildlife conservation uh, is certainly about making sure that those giraffes thrive, but we know that helping animals in nature helps other animals in nature and eventually helps the planet, including humans. Like us. Yep. What's another one that you like?
1: March of Dimes.
0: Hmm. That one's always had a big spot in our hearts in our house. What do they do?
1: They help moms and babies get healthy and strong if they're sick.
0: Yep, that's a good one. Um, but we mentioned a lot of things about money today. That was our topic, but also you can support charities in other ways with your time and your talent, as I mentioned, doing volunteer work. You do a lot of volunteer work. What's one of the things you volunteer for?
1: I tutor at the local elementary school. I help uh, third, fourth, and fifth graders in reading and math. And it's a part of a club they're in called the Achievers Club. And a lot of the kids just need extra help understanding their homework. So that's what I do.
0: That's great. And uh, besides helping to better prepare you for becoming a future teacher, What else do you think you get out of that experience volunteering?
1: I think it's a very rewarding experience because I'm helping them understand things and then they get happy and excited when they get it. And then I'm proud of them and I'm happy that I could help.
0: Awesome. Do you think today's episode was helpful for you?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: That's good. And do you think it might be helpful for some others? I hope so. Me too. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. And thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Millstone River Live. Feel free to share it with someone you think might benefit. Millstone River Wealth Management is an independent wealth management firm based in New Jersey. We form a supportive partnership with our clients and help with financial education and planning. We welcome your feedback. Send comments or questions to podcast at millstone-river.com. More information about our firm can be found online at millstone-river.com. Thanks for listening.